Hey friends, welcome to the Keys to Success podcast. I am your host, Nally Brett Daggerhart, and I am an intuitive business coach, master communicator, leader, energy worker, essential oils expert, and a lover of chai tea lattes. When I'm not coaching clients or managing projects, you can find me in the mountains of North Carolina, exploring, hiking, and having a good time with my family. I believe that we are the master creators of our life. I believe our triggers and struggles are a catalyst for the growth that our soul is meant to experience. I believe you can have an amazing level of impact and receive great wealth without hustling 40 plus hours a week. I believe we are capable of creating a life and business by our design once we gain clarity on our personal definition of success. This podcast is a place where I start breaking down the keys to success as I see it. And I plan to get a little more personal here than on any other platform. I'll share about my journey as a parent who balances both personal life and a job and a business. I'm excited to have you here I'm excited to share this space with you and give you a deeper glimpse into my life, my challenges, and what I'm creating both for myself and the community around me. Thanks for listening. Now let's begin. Welcome back to the next episode of season one of the Keys to Success podcast. So as I've mentioned before, this season is all about the basic keys to success. And what I've been doing is I've been going over the various pillars to help you reflect on your own life as it relates to these foundations. Today, I'm going to discuss what I see as the eighth key to success. So this is going to be our eighth pillar, and that is around trusting and guiding yourself through life. I feel like the best way to start this episode is by talking about intuition. So you don't have to be deemed an intuitive or somebody very spiritual or even an energy worker to follow your intuition. We can all lean more into our intuition. Our intuition is just our internal voice. It's that gut feeling. It's our deep guidance system. We all have these. Some of us are better at listening and tuning in than others, but we can all learn how to do this and get better with practice. So there are a lot of things that keep us from listening to our intuition. We live in a distracted world and we are in a society that is busy, busy, busy. And we are also in a society that prioritizes being busy. And so often we are so busy being busy that we don't take the time to listen to our internal voice or our intuition, as I like to call it. And what I mean by that is, you know, we don't often take the time to pause and reflect here and there to be with ourselves in a quiet moment to be bored. We don't take enough time to be bored. This is the amount of white space that I feel every person needs. You need to feel bored every now and again, folks. And you can't see me right now, but I'm smiling and I'm doing the air quotes around the word bored. Many times when we say we are bored, what's actually going on is we are actually waiting for the external world to reflect back to us what to do next versus taking the time to check inward for direction. 
So it's important to listen to our internal voice, but it's because it's important that we, I say we in capital letters, are leading ourselves and advocating for the life that we want. Point blank, that's, that's the main goal here. You know, long gone are the days of leaning on a coach uh, or someone deemed an expert or a guru to decide what's best for us. And you know, all of these professions that I just met or just mentioned, you know, they're meant to be our guides. They're meant to be our messengers to help us become aware of our blind spots, our triggers, to keep us accountable. But they're not meant to make the decisions for us. How I see it is that these guides and experts in life, you know, they provide us with info for us to then process and take that and advocate for ourselves. Why? Because, you know, we know ourselves best so we can we can all take this information and then pick the best route forward or route, depending on what country you're in. And, you know, this is something that I always stress to my own coaching clients. I give recommendations. I give guidance based on what I see, but ultimately remind them that it's up to them to decide what resonates personally. Another thing to remember is that no one else lives with us 24 seven. So there's nobody else that's going to experience the feelings in our body. Um, there's no one else that's going to be as impacted by our decisions than ourselves. So it's important to feel good about the decisions we make. It's important to feel empowered through the decision process. And then it's, you know, important to know that we are 100% in alignment with our decisions. And those decisions are in alignment with our values, our truths, and our beliefs. Because when things like that get out of alignment, um, that's when you start to feel struggle, that's when you start to feel resistance, and that's when other problems can creep up. And I feel like personally, this was society's lesson of, of 2020 and 2021. It was all about feeling good with your decisions, checking in, making sure they resonate. And you know, it's, it's interesting, something I, I love to dig into decision-making process in general and, you know, what makes people tick and what makes people think certain ways. Um, that's just how I'm geared mentally. And, and what I feel like I've noticed, especially over the last years, is, is we focus so much of our energy around whether a decision is right or wrong. And how I see it, it's not so much what decision you make in the grand scheme of things, um, it's more that it feels good with you and it resonates with you internally. So a lot of my clients came to me over the last couple of years to help with some very, you know, serious decisions that they had to make um, that impacted their body, that impacted their life, their work. And uh, this it was not a place for me to give them an answer, not even a place for me to do the research for them and then, you know, hand them the research. It was more of a place for me to help them through the decision process decision process, excuse me, in a way that felt good and alignment with them. I want to shift gears to talk a little bit about how we can tune into our intuition. As I mentioned previously, we all have it. No one is without an intuition or a, you know, internal voice. Um, it's, you know, it's not going to be something that only a select few have. It's available to everyone. I just want to make sure I confirm that as many times as possible. So first thing to do is recognize what this voice sounds like. 
and I'm going to tell you, so don't worry. It's calm and quiet. This inner voice is never full of fear or doubts. It's never going to be coming from like this heavy energy or this, this sense of lack, like not being good enough, not having enough. That is not your inner voice. That's your ego. We'll talk about that in a minute. But it's, it's just going to be this light voice that sounds like this gentle nudge. And how it is with me, you know, it's a gentle nudge. Like I said, it's quiet, but it's also kind of like this fun and playful nudge. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's a sense of, wouldn't it be nice to try this out? Or, oh, that would be fun to connect with this person. Or, you know, just like this sense of excitement in a light, playful way. That is how I know my inner voice is, is communicating with me. And that's how I know I'm kind of tuning in. So let's talk about the ego. I feel like I may have talked about this in a past episode, but I want to bring it in again because the more you hear something, the better it is to absorb. So ego is something that's important. Um, it is a voice as well that we hear and it keeps you safe from time to time. You know, especially in older generations where survival mode looked very different than in modern day. Uh, luckily, we aren't being chased by saber-toothed tigers anymore, right? <laughs> we, can, we can all clap our hands on that. Um, however, your ego voice is always pretty loud. Uh, it can be full of fear, doubt, and insecurities. And its, it's main goal is to keep you safe. Uh, and, and a lot of times keeping you safe is keeping you in the same place that you already are. So our ego does have a purpose, as I mentioned. Um, it, it has been relevant in times to keep us safe. And I want to talk a little bit more about why it's here and, and whether or not we can get rid of it, because this is a topic I see a lot of coaches talking about. So your ego is never fully going to go away. It is a part of being human. So if you ever get upset that you have an ego or want it to just completely disappear, I want you to take a moment, remind yourself that your ego makes you human. Thank goodness. And that's okay. So the goal here is never to completely rid yourself of your ego. I think that would be quite a hard challenge for anybody to do. And, you know, I feel drawn to share about it because I've seen a lot in the coaching and spiritual industry lately talking about doing just that. Like, like it's, it's interesting energy lately. It's almost as if some are saying that you don't achieve pure perfection in your growth until your ego is gone. But again, it's not possible to ever snuff out your ego. Um, and I also want to bring the point around that it does have a place. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe that, but it reminds me of light and dark. Not that I'm saying your ego's dark, but bear with me here. So if we didn't have darkness in the world, we wouldn't have the contrast to truly appreciate and understand the light. So I see the ego in the same way. If we didn't have the ego, we wouldn't have the contrast needed to understand or, or truly appreciate when we are actually following our inner guidance, our, our gut decisions, our um, gut response, all those things. Like it's, it's always important to have contrast in the world. Um, I know a lot of times people are, are, are thinking that the end goal is to get rid of one extreme for the other. Um, but how I see it sometimes is it is the contrast in the extremes that makes 
the the light the beautiful things that much more appreciated so all that to say the first step in this is to start recognizing what the voice sounds like so the second step in listening to your intuition more and guiding yourself more the second step is to listen so listen without judgment to the thoughts that you are having throughout the day notice the difference between what feels like ego versus what is your inner voice this takes practice at first so become the observer and filter through and i always like to look at it as you're kind of like a neutral observer so at first you you might react to thoughts emotionally and that's okay i mean that, that's part of being human as well but you'll appreciate it more if you kind of put yourself in a neutral zone and just you know not so much attach yourself to, to your thoughts a lot of people allow themselves to be defined by their emotions and their thoughts and we filter through a lot of thoughts throughout the day you know we do have some emotions as well but we are not our thoughts we are not our emotions they are just what we are experiencing at a time so when you remember that like remember what I just said you're not your thoughts you're not your emotions it is more easy to to maintain a neutral stance as you're allowing the thoughts to come through you and the more you get in more of like this neutral place the easier it is to listen and absorb what's going on in your head so the next step is to take action on the inner guidance you are hearing I know this is often probably the, the hardest step is taking that initial action. A lot of people are always worried about taking the wrong action or thinking they're listening to their inner voice, but they're listening to their ego, you know, those type things come up. But again, think back to what I just said about how your ego shows up versus your inner voice. It's a very different um, energy, for lack of a better word. It's a, it has a very different energy behind what you're thinking. It's, it's a very obvious difference. And, you know, another thing that, that people say is, you know, what if I trust what I think is my intuition and it leads me on the wrong path? Well, I get this question from clients all the time and I'm pretty sure they can word for word tell you what I'm about to say. You know, there are times in life when we're going to take detours. There are times in life where we might not quite hear our inner voice 100% accurately. But it's important to take the action to build the trust and commitment to yourself. Um, and, and I would say start off with like small baby actions. So if you feel drawn to reach out to someone, to connect to someone new, um, to sign up for a course, you know, something like that. Those are small actions that you can take action on, you know, take the inspired action, show up for and then build your confidence to taking some of the larger actions that might be more like you know a job change or a life change or something bigger i'm not saying to jump into those first off i'm saying just to you know follow the the gentle baby step nudges at first and um i will also say always look for confirmations there will be always be confirmations when you are listening to your intuition when you are following the path and you are hearing things correctly, there will be confirmations. It might be little things like you will 
decide to take a course on say mindset coaching or become a mindset coach. And then within days, someone reaches out to you to ask you questions about it. It's, it's amazing how, how, the, how things work in that manner to where you receive the confirmations, the more and more you listen to your internal voice. Um, I have so many personal examples of this. I could spend probably another 30 minutes talking about it, but I won't, but look for the confirmations. Trust me, they are there. And to go back to the concern on, you know, accidentally taking a detour, you know, off your path, you will always be given another opportunity to get back on the path. Um, I would say many people take detours throughout their life. Like they'll make a decision that felt right at the time. Perhaps it, it wasn't exactly what they're looking for. And so they'll take another choice that puts them back on their path. That detour though, is just as important as staying on your path because you're not going to experience no growth. Like, like every detour in life, every event, every trigger, all has a lesson, all has the potential for growth. So whether it is the only thing that you learn is, oh, that was the wrong decision, you still learn something there, right? You won't do the same thing again. So my response to that is to, to see it as a growth opportunity and see it as, helping you, you know, kind of back on your path to where you won't make the same decision later because you've learned from it. Hopefully that resonates. All right, friends. Well, that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If this resonated with you, feel free to share this podcast with your friends, your biz besties, and your family. Also, I'm really active on social media. So feel free to take a screenshot of this podcast share it on Instagram, and tag me in your post. I always enjoy seeing which resonates or which episodes resonates with you the most. All right, bye for now.